0: Alright everyone, welcome back to another podcast. Uh, This one is about uh, urban legends or creepypasta, or some people call some things. Um, This one is about the Russian sleep experiment in World War II, 1940s to be exact. Uh, I actually believe in this one. Kind of weird, like, yeah, I get it. Some people don't believe in some creepypasta. Bigfoot. Aliens Uh, But I don't know this is this one. I really believe in it and I believe in a lot of stuff, but let's get right into it Uh, So researchers Russian researchers in the late 1940s keep five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant Uh, They were kept in a sealed, sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations This was before closed circuit cameras so they had only microphones and five inch thick glass porthole sized windows into the chamber to monitor them Uh, the chamber was also stocked with books cots to sleep on but no bedding um running water and a toilet and enough dried food to at least last all five of them for a month um these test subjects were mainly prisoners or of the state Everything was fine for the first five days. Subject hardly claimed having been promised, falsely, that they would be freed if submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Uh, their conversations and activities were monitored and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past. Um, and their general tone of their conversation took on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. Which gets really interesting. Um, after five days, they started mm-hmm. to complain about... Uh, the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. Uh, they stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering to the microphones and one-way mirrored portholes. Oddly, s- oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experiments by turning over their comrades, the other subjects, in captivity with them. At first, the researchers suspected that this was an effect of the gas itself, after the nine day mark, the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He, he continued to attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. Researchers uh, posted that uh, they had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about this behavior is how the captives reacted to it. They didn't react to it, which is really strange. They continued whispering to the microphones until a second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared pages upon page, page upon page, with their own feces and paced them calmly over the glass portholes. And then the screaming promptly stopped. And so did the whispering. After three more days passed, researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working since they thought it was impossible that no sound could be coming with five people inside uh, the oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive in fact it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavily level of stimulus exercise on the morning of the 14th day the researchers did something they prom- they didn't want to do or they promised they didn't do um, they used the intercom instead of inside the chamber hoping to provoke any response from the captains they would Afraid, that we were afraid were either dead or vegetables. Um, the researchers calmly announced, we are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance mm-hmm. will earn one of you your mm-hmm. immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase and a calm voice response. We are no longer wanting to be free. The debate broke out between the researchers and the military forces funding the research, unable to provoke any response using intercom, was finally decided to open the chamber door at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flushed of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, immediately voices from the microphones began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. The chamber was opened and soldiers sent to retrieve the subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although one could rightly call to state that any of them were in life. The food rations past day five had not been so much as touched. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects' thighs and chests stuffed in the drains in the center of the chamber, blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Uh, precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined. All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone of, on their fingertips indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth as researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most of it were were self-inflicted or were not self-inflicted. Um, the abdominal organs below the ribcage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. The skin was most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, exposing the lungs through the ribcage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact, they had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. The digestive tract of all four could have been seen working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operators at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to move the test subjects. They continued to the scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas to be turned back on lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed yeah. from the chamber. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out, another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Another five of the soldiers lost their lives if you count ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. And the struggle of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him but the probed impossible. He was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine derivative and still fought like a concerned an- or a con- cornered animal my bad breaking the ribs and arm of one doctor when a heart was seen to beat for a full 2 minutes he had off the- he- after he had bled out the point there was more air with his vascular system than blood even after it stopped he continued to scream and flail for another 3 minutes struggling to attack anyone in a reach they just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker, until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility, the two with intact vocal cords continuously begging for the gas, meaning to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had in the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body. It was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative that it had given him to prepare him for the surgery. He fought fiercely against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought up to him, put him under. He managed to tear most of the way through a four-inch-wide leather strap on the one wrist, even though the weight of a 200-pound soldier holding that wrist as, uh, as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under, and the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. An autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen and his muscles that were still attached to the skeletons were badly torn and had broken nine bones in struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscles exerted on them. The second survivor had been the first of the groups of five to start screaming. his vocal cords destroyed, he was unable to beg or sub- or object to surgery, and he only reacted by shaking his head violently and a disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly. They tried the surgery without anesthetic and they did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with the remain of his skin. The surgeon presided stated repeatedly that it should be medically p- possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery him. stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. Whenever the surgery ended the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly attempting to talk while struggling assuming his most something of drastic importance the surgeon had pen and pad fetched the patient could write his message it was simple keep cutting the other two test subjects were given the same surgery both without anesthetic as well although they had to be injected with the paralytic for the duration of the operation the surgeon found it impossible to perform the operation with while the patients laughed continuously once paralyzed the subjects could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes the paralytic cleared their system in a domino short period of time and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. The moment they could speak they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they were injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts and they wanted to be given the gas again. Only once response was given, I must remain awake. All three test subjects restraints were enforced and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers facing the wrath of the military benefactors for having failed the stated goals of their project considered inth- anthonizing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and ex-KGB instead-, instead saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected but were overruled. In preparation for sealed in the gas chamber again, the subjects were connected to the EEG monitor and had their restraints padded to long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it had let sl- slipped that they were going back to the gas. It was obvious that at this point all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might. First left, then right, then left again for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be able to wire for the EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brain waves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplic- inexplicably. It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering brain death, before returning returning to normal. As they focused on paper scrolling out the brain wave monitor, only Nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the to- at the same time moment his head hit the pillow. His brain waves immediately changed in that of deep asleep, and then flatlined for the last time of his heart sim sem- stop. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brain leaves showed the same flat lines as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside as well as three researchers. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. He pointed the gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from your- We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralyze. Yeah, paralyze when you go to the nocturnal haven where you cannot be tread. The researcher paused and aimed at the subject's heart and fired. The EDG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. Thank you all for listening or tuning into this podcast, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you.